Oh, here we go. How's it going there, sir? It's going. It's going. How are you? Buddy, you know what? We're here on our first official podcast right now. We're doing it. Let's get we, it. We've talked about this for years now. Many years. And and I thought about this probably about two-thirds of a way into our game session today. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I could try to podcast it. And like, maybe it's great or maybe it's shit. But either way, it's not like it's going to matter, right? Right. Oh, my God. And what a podcast we have for today. So good. We're going over our own tier list for the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, man, I know we, like, just barely started, but there's a lot. There's a lot of films on here. Hmm. A lot of things to go with. So before we go first, I'm just going to introduce myself. My name is Mitchell. I'm going to be the host of this podcast. We're going to come up with a name for this at some point. <laughs> I want to come up with something funny about it. Right. And I, I my host here, this is Steven. Steven, say hello. Oh. Yeah. Steven's uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got a phone call. Yeah, my name is Steven. Um, Long time bud of uh, Mitchell here. Went to college. Uh, he was my roommate. Uh, yeah, we're going to. Like, yeah, you're going to be my number two on a lot of yeah. these podcasts. Assuming it takes off and we both get super famous. Right. <laughs> And then one day we do a video, like a vlog, and uh, we reveal our faces, and people are like, oh, it's those guys. Ew. Yeah. Ugly. Nah. So we're going to get into it. Very simple. So I have my my five tiers. Starting at the top is the God-tier films, the best films in the MCU, to my opinion. And you know me, I'm an, I'm an avid moviegoer. I love my movies. I love watching movies. I've seen all the Marvel films multiple times. I'm a big guy about it. Our second tier below that is the Marvelous films, the ones that are really great, but they're they're just missing something extra. Then we have the good films. You know, you can watch them. They're fine. Lacking films, in my opinion, are going to be the films that you like, but there's just no reason to watch it at, like, another time. And then there's the dog water films, the ones that are just <laughs> terrible. I love that uh, that term, dog water, for the very bottom. Yeah, you want to know where I actually got that from? Hmm. Like Fortnite kids love saying it. Really? Instead of being like, like you're bad, they say like you're straight dog water. I don't know where they got dog water. I guess like dog shit's like too bad to say. Yeah. So dog water. So we're gonna jump into it. The first one I put in the dog water category is Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Mm. And Guardians Two is just not a good film. You know, you take the fun part about Guardians One was all the crazy antics that happened. And all the different characters and everything. And we love it. And then Guardians 2, they just throw that all out the window. And say everyone's the best buddy. But now they hate each other. And now they don't hate each other. It feels like they try to throw an entire sitcom season into one film. And it just wasn't great. Mm. So for me, that's a pass. If you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you don't need to see it. Don't. I'm telling you, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. The, the biggest thing that happens in it, and it's up to you, Stephen, how, how would you like for this to go with uh, spoilers and no spoilers? Mm, let's do no spoilers. No spoilers, okay. Something big happens to Quill, and then when it when you get to the further films, you never see it again. So, don't, you know, right. it's one of those things. It's a, it's a My Hero Academia 2 movie <laughs> type of ending. For anyone who's ever seen the second My Hero Academia film. Right. The next the next Dogwater film is Iron Man 3. Man, 
Have you ever wanted to go see a superhero movie, but just watch the guy outside of his superhero identity for like two and a half hours? Because that's what it was. This was Tony Stark 1, is what this was. <laughs> He's barely Iron Man, and they go, oh, well, he had a lot of Iron Man armors in it. He doesn't even use them half for the entire film. Right. He's not, it's just, it's not great. It's not great. It's little things. They brought up the Mandarin in the film. Which they, and then yeah. It was fake, fake Mandarin. And then they go, oh, now the Mandarin's going to be in Shang-Chi. And if they make him fake in Shang-Chi, I'm just, I lost all hope for Marvel. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. Now we're going to, we're going to move up because those, those two are pretty bad. I don't know if I can really put another one in that, but they're pretty bad. Uh, so, in the lacking category, Thor The Dark World. Mm. This movie is one of those films where you just don't need to watch. It's not great. <laughs> you know, you can watch it once, and then you'll be fine. You'll never have to watch it again. Uh, only, like, a couple things happen in this film that really carry over to the rest of the series. Right. But you could have just been told off screen that, like, something happened to certain characters, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing big, nothing huge. I wish it was better, but it really, it just wasn't. And I, I don't know how to get around it. Every, you know, you can watch it for yourself, but it's it's as guardians versus as guardian enemies. Yes. Which is not great because neither of them have any place to do on Earth. And it also takes place in one of those times where it's after the Avengers. So then you have to sit there and go like, well, where the hell are the other Avengers during this entire thing? <laughs> And they pretty much say something along the lines of like, oh, they're busy. I bet. I bet they're busy. Just like how I'm busy to not be watching that film. <laughs> Don't be watching Thor Dark World. Terrible. Okay. Uh, let's see. What am I going to put up? Here we go. This is going to go in... Honestly, I want to put this in the Marvelous category. I do. Hmm. It's the Incredible Hulk. I really do. As far as a Hulk movie is concerned, this one is the best Hulk solo thing ever created. Yeah. It really is. It's they do the Hulk justice. He's really cool. They have a throwback to Lou Frigno, the original Hulk on TV in it. You know, they do a lot of cool stuff with it. He fights a Hulk enemy who's just as strong as him. It's just as a film, it goes great. The problem with it was when this film was being created. It's almost like it's a black sheep. Like, it really wasn't part of the MCU, but then they kind of threw it into it at the end. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it didn't help that they used Ed Norton in the film, and then the next time you see the Hulk, it's a different actor. Right, Mark Ruffalo. Mm -hmm. But Hulk as a character, and just like as a film, I honestly think it's really good. My only issue is I don't know if it's that good that it should be considered in the Marvelous category. So we'll, we'll put it there just, you know, for safekeeping. I'll have it here. It might move down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Iron Man 1. Marvelous. Yeah. Awesome film. That's not even Iron Man 1. This one's Iron Man 1. <laughs> Iron Man 1. Marvelous. Honestly, it's a great film. I think it, you know, it shows the character from the beginning. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays an amazing Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. He does a great job with it. You know, they have the different Iron Man armors in it. Obadiah Stane's a cool villain to start with. True. The only thing is, once you get... It has, like, the... Like, a video game syndrome where, like, you see the first film and you're like, oh, this is really cool. And then you see the sequel and you're like, why the hell would I ever go back and do the first one again? Hmm. 
and we're going to talk about a lot of video games on this podcast too so one of the things I always bring up is it's like the Kingdom Hearts series. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 1 is awesome, but after you play Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts 1 is just not good. Right. It's just how it is. It's the same thing with Iron Man. Iron Man 1 is good, you know, but the second you get up over to Iron Man 2, God's here film. Iron Man 2 is perfect, and Iron Man 1 is just missing that little, that little something. Because mm. if you get the choice to watch Iron Man 1 or 2, why would you not watch Iron Man 2? It's good. You get, you know, War Machine in it. You get more Iron Man armors. You get everyone is going crazy. Everyone's doing, like, a great job in it and everything. You get uh, the shield aspect of it. Oh, my God. Like, they just they just do a great job. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're watching your favorite, like, sitcom show. And, you know, you get through, like, the pilot episode. And once you see, like, more episodes, like, man, why would I want to go back to watch the pilot? I mean, it's good. It's yes. sensation. And, like, you know, like you said... Robert Downey Jr. is yes. embodies Tony Stark. Like there's yes. not a time where I see him like in an interview, like oh, that's Tony Stark. It's like the first couple seasons of uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, you know it's good, but no one cares for Mark Bryan Danowitz. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever his name is, no one cares about him. And then once he gets replaced, it's good. Yeah. Oh God. Now we have a few more. We're gonna get through all this. All right. Uh, go ahead, pick a film. I'm gonna. Ooh. I'm gonna put it in the place it deserves. What about? With my boy Paul Rudd and Ant Man. Okay, Ant Man one. Now listen, I love this film. I do. I think it's awesome. I'm putting it in God's here. Really? I think Ant Man one has an amazing soundtrack, which I know it shouldn't be the first thing I go to, right. but it's funny, but not too funny, because Marvel really got to this point where they said, "Let's just make a lot of jokes." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't work for all the films, but Ant Man it works for. The jokes are good. The cast of characters in it are good. You know, the graphics looked amazing. Like, him going in and out, big and small and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it left me wanting more. Plus, that, that fight scene with, like, Hawk. Like, I, that was, like, really good. I really, I like that inclusion of the Avengers within that. Yes, yes. He go, he shows up and um, has to fight Falcon on the, like, outside Falcon, and yeah. everything. And he can use, like, the goggles to, like, see him and all that stuff. I loved it. Because it showed that, like, he's not actually, like, impossible to detect. Right. But my thing is, little ants jumping up and down, people are, like, shooting at him. How would you even, like, see that? Like, it's small. You would see little bits, but not much. Anyway, Ant-Man 1, awesome. For sure. We'll hit up the sequel, Ant-Man 2. I think Ant-Man 2 is good. I'm going to put it in the Marvelous category. You know, it's okay. it's a good film. It has really good characters. It continues on the story. He gets even bigger and stuff like that. But in the end, it's still the same thing. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, whatever you do, don't go too small. And then they're like, let's go too small. Let's just do it. <laughs> and then somehow, and even though they warn you, if you go too small, you never come back. They always come back. Right. And it does, you know, the secret ending on that film perfectly, oh, yeah. you know, helps key it up to the next mm-hmm. film. So I I think it's good. I think it's a marvelous film. It's really good to watch. Yep. Now I want to give you a basis because we have at least one in everything except for the good category. So I want to give you something that's good. In my opinion, mm. um, let's see, where is it? Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Hmm. Good. It's a good film. It's, it's cool. You know, Cap gets his sequel. You get the Winter Soldier. It's a big thing. They were friends, and then now they're enemies. That whole thing. 
it's not perfect. There's a lot of stuff in it that's not necessarily the most fun to watch. I mean, the bad guy in this one is, like, it's Hydra, but because it's Hydra in America, it's just kind of like domestic terrorism. Yeah. And I think the problem with that is you want to see a superhero fight. You go to superhero movies to watch two superheroes fight each other. And, yes, you could say Cap versus the Winter Soldier is that fight, but that's mostly just Winter Soldier shooting and Cap blocking with the shield for 90% of the battle. (laughs) That's just it. And, you know, Black Widow had to be a big part of it. Yeah. It's a good film. If it's on, sure, you could turn it off. There's nothing else. Right. But I wouldn't put this over, say, like, a Fast and the Furious film. I would watch that any day over this. (laughs) All right, so we're getting down to the good stuff. I feel like I'm going to have to do, like, Avengers at the end. Yeah. Because there's just so much. Uh, For good, I'm also going to put Thor 1. Okay. Why is that? Thor 1 was a good film. You know, you get to see the beginnings and everything, Loki and stuff, introduces the characters. And the one thing about it is if you look at Thor from the first film and then you look at him in the third film, it's almost like it's two different characters. Yeah, right. It really is. And it's not even just the haircut. It's really just like His two different acting styles. Like first, it's very much like, oh, I shall have another. What thievery is this and everything. And then by the time he makes the third film, he's like, yeah, it's so cool. I'm having such a good time. Right. Yeah. I'm like a bro now. Like he, he accustomed to the like earth nature, I yeah. guess. Uh-huh. Especially with the so that's too. Like, he definitely, like, got, like, a lot of, like, you know, of his, uh, like, like, his slang from, you now with, like, Tony and Steve and, like, all that. Exactly. So, like, the first one, it's, it's okay to watch and go back to, but you kind of get annoyed with the character because it's almost like you're watching a guy who you saw learn a lot of things, but this is before he learned it. Mm-hmm. So now he's just kind of there. Okay. Black Panther. God-tier movie. Such a it just, I mean, listen, everything that went into it was fantastic. Costumes, acting, music, yep. plot. He fought someone else who was also basically, I don't know how to explain this besides this point. I'm very uh, biased when it comes to films where it's like the hero and the person that's on equal level of the hero in the same training type of style. Mm-hmm. And then just who's better. So, like, anytime there's been a film and then it's, like, my brother's the bad guy. We were both trained from the same thing. Or, like, the guy who was my training partner for years is the bad guy. That's, that is the best thing for me to watch. It builds that tension, you know. And especially with this film, it builds a lot of tension uh, between T'Challa and... Uh, it does. And you know what? It's one of those things where it's just, like, on a basic level, you can watch this film. The only, like, criticism that I could have about it is that it's long. It really is. It's one of the longer films of the MCU. And it's like, I could put it in Marvelous because it's not 100% perfect for that one specific reason. But that only caters to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's slightly long. But, like, I feel like mm, the end product is so good that, like... It is. It, but it it kind of covers up, like, you know, the length of the Yes. Film. It's just one of those films where, like, you start at 8 o'clock and you're not getting done until 11. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's good, and I enjoy the ride every time. But it's just one of those things. Right. That's fair. Okay. Um. Next, we're going to take a look at... Let's hit one of these guys up. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Marvelous. Yeah. 
great movie. I love Spider-Man uh, as he's redone. You know, I think originally in the 2000s, the Sam Raimi films were great. The only issue I had about was Peter Parker was like a 28-year-old in high school. <laughs> and you could tell everyone was 28. This one, he actually looks like he's a high schooler. Right. And he acts like he's a high schooler and the problems that come with it. And that's that's like my favorite Spider-Man in books because in comics, you kind of see him grow. Like he started in high school and then he went to college and then he was out of college and then he was Spider-Man for full-time type of thing, taking pictures for the Bugle. And then, you know, they have different universes. And this is just one of my favorite. I like him being the inexperienced kid, yeah. but he's really strong. And I think they do like such a good job with it. They like also like tackle his uh, insecurities and his weakness very well um, because most of it, like he's by himself. Um, yes. And it really shows how he grows as a superhero, especially living under like, you know, Tony, you know, being his protege, you know, trying to live up to the expectation. And you really like pull for Peter, you know, throughout like this film. It's really, really yeah. well done. And they really say, like, the biggest, in, like, problem that I know that people have with it is that they didn't like the whole, like, Tony Stark was my dad thing. <laughs> they really didn't. People were like, well, why do you have to do that? It wasn't like that in comics or something like that. And it's like, it's fine. Right. And I get where they're coming from. But to me, I liked it. I liked him being like, I'm going to be brash and I'm going to do this. Yeah. So then that way he could grow. Mm -hmm. Speaking of him having to grow. Then you have the next film. Yep. And he didn't grow up. <laughs> he didn't. And honestly, I think Mysterio was such a cool villain to put in. Mm -hmm. But like, they they did it the way, like a cool modern version of it. Like originally, like Mysterio was just like a special effects dude in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So that's how they explained like all the disappearing and it's like mirror tricks right. and stuff like that. Blah, ha, ha. And this one, it was drones that were going out to kill people. And... Yeah, it was okay, but the entire film was him like, ah, oh, I miss my dad. I felt kind of like this film went back to, like you said earlier, with like Marvel being like the like the comedy film. You know, there was a lot of like moments that were like good, and like it, it kind of did the same thing as uh, Homecoming, where like Pierce mm -hmm. grew up a little bit, but not too much, like you said. But it was more like, ha ha ha, like this is happening. You know, with uh, what who is it, Ned, and like uh, yeah, friend, like that, like it was good, and like. Yes, you can feel a pull at like Peter with a certain thing that's the like happening within himself. But I thought, like you said, what they did with Mysterio is really good. Like you said, a modern take to it, and you kind of like added like the motivation of what why he's doing this, you know. Mm -hmm. Plus the secret. And, yeah, and I think like you brought up a really good point. The uh, the whole dating aspect was a big thing in this film, mm -hmm. and I'm one of those suckers that like I love to see the personalities and how they change when they're not heroes. Right. Like, I love seeing the growth of a character. I do think they put too much into the whole dating thing this time. Mm -hmm. It was just too much. It was a lot. Ned, the whole thing with Ned, and he liked this girl, and then they don't like each other. And... <laughs> Honestly, Steven, my biggest problem that I have with these Spider-Man films is Flash Thompson. Yep. <laughs> you know, in the comics, he's a big, like tough bully who's like brawn over brain and that's why venom chooses him right venom's not gonna choose this piece of shit kid who's just rich that's all it is it's, he's just a rich kid he's like and that guy who yep. has like so many followers and then he like puts you down like for not being on this level you know like maybe like that's like a new i don't know maybe that's what they're trying to go for but i agree like you know 
Yep. And if it wasn't for John Favreau being in that film, I'd probably put it lower. Yeah. But he's the saving grace. I love John Favreau. He is the saving grace. Happy Hogan at his best. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to move on. <clears throat> Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Marvels. I'm glad you put that up there. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Strange is a good film. Yep. It's not the best. I wouldn't say it's like one of the best films, in my opinion. It can be in yours. Yep. But for me... It's just, it's just a good film. They do a great job with the character. The acting is great. You know, he's going to fight this super evil, dark dimensional being and everything. You know, it, it shows, it's really cool. Right. And it's one of those films, because it's the beginning, the problem that it has, the problem that makes it like a little bit iffy is that they have to take so much time to show the character from the beginning to where he gets to. Yeah, I mean... You go from the beginning where he's like this very brash, like uh, selfish kind of like doctor. But again, kind of like how, you know, Tony Stark was, you know, before he became Iron Man, you get to see like how he grows and how he's like, I don't want to save the world, but now he does. Um, the the big problem I have with this film is the villain. I did, I thought the mm-hmm. villain in this was so forgettable. Uh, I don't remember his name. It's just, I thought it was like, uh, okay, you're menacing thing, yeah. but like, you, you hold no threat, you know? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the one reason I know this villain, the one reason was because he was a character in the video game Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah. And because I played the shit out of that game, I knew who Dormammu was. Mm-hmm. So once they were like, oh, it's Dormammu, it's Dormammu, I'm sitting there nudging my brother who played with me. Oh, shit, it's Dormammu from the video game that we know. Yeah. He read comics. I didn't read that much at that point. Right. So he knew. Um, the guy who summoned him, Kaecilius. Yeah, that guy. That's- I like the actor a lot. Yeah. I, the character could have been any. Exactly. It could have been any bad guy who was a student. And again, it's one of those things. I was a student taught under the same master as you. Cool. I like that. But really, the bad guy was Dormammu. It's just how. Right. And that's why I meant, like, um, the guy who summoned him. I was just like, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's just how it was. So, yeah. So now we're coming down to the nitty gritty. This is really tough because there's a lot of films here that are really good and it's hard for me to fully decide. I'm going I'm going to take a uh, big thing. Okay. Captain America. Lacking. Hmm. I want to put it up higher. I really do. I love Captain America, the first film. I think it does such great things. There's a few things that really bug me on it. Okay. First of all, first and foremost, first and foremost the editing. There are so much cuts in this where, like, Cap is like, okay, and then it cuts to him in full sprint, and then cuts to him swinging on a chain. <laughs> like, like the cuts in the film just don't add up. It was almost like they didn't have time. Watch the last 30 minutes. You'll see what I mean. Okay. It's something crazy. The other thing was, like, Red Skull was cool. But, again, it's one of those films where, like, they don't really fight until the very, very end, and it's, like, a 25-second fight, and then he gets sucked into the, the cube. <laughs> You know, like, it's not like Cap beat him and knocked him out. And he right. was like, I did it. I, for truth in America or whatever. It just didn't happen the way I wanted that's, it to happen. That's fair. I mean, like, I don't think it was the best. I think, like, for me personally, it would be, like, in between. Like, it's good. It wasn't the best. But I feel like that's, like, Marvel's tr- still trying to figure out mm-hmm. what they wanted to do with, like, how they made the films. Like you said, with, like, editing and, like, all of that stuff, you know. It was good. Yeah. But... One of the and one of the cool shout outs I have is in the Incredible Hulk, 
which I might end up moving down the good now. Mm -hmm. But in The Incredible Hulk, there's a scene where he's like going across like this like frozen ocean type of area, and you can see like Cap Shield frozen in there. Are you serious? Yeah. And then then you see like later in Iron Man 2, uh, Tony's like, oh, I'm going to make a new element. And he like goes, I need to lift up this laser. What do I have? Cap Shield. Okay. Right. And just puts that on there. Yeah. I thought it should have been a little more subtle. But, you know, they brought that up. And then next thing you know, Captain America shows up and someone just, Nick Fury's like, take the shield. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> Again, I think it's a good film. I don't necessarily think it's, you know, better than the sequel or, you know, as good as like some other films. Right. It could be in good. Um, I just think, I just think it's lacking. Okay. It's lacking finesse, but it's, you know, it, it was the first one to come out. Right. They're bound, it's bound to be that way. Yeah. Okay. A uh, few more that actually have to change something. So, the Avengers. Oh boy. Honestly, I don't know if I want to put it in God tier or Marvelous. I think it was such a good film. It brought together all the people to fight a common villain. You know, you have the whole battle at the end and all that stuff with the nuke and the army and right. all that stuff. Honestly, I think I might push it up, but I'm not. I don't know. It's like I kind of want to put it in the middle mm. and I can make another tier for it. I'm going to put it up top for now. Right. And we'll see if we move it down. The only th reason why I would think it would be on the top <clears throat> is because, you know, flashback, you know, seeing the Avengers like in the movie theaters, you know, yeah, just seeing that moment with like Cap. Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, um, all of them together, like that, that goosebumps, you know, because that's something you've been building. Yeah. So that's like just for that moment. And it's just the interactions with, with each other. It's just awesome. Yeah. My only issue with that is I could say that for all the beginner films for these characters. Like, oh my God, it's Thor for the first time. Put him up there. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, you know, like all the Avengers afterwards. Right. Except for this one. Yeah. Second Avengers. <laughs> yep. Lacking. Honestly, I could put it in dog water. It's not that bad though. Ultron's a cool character. You know, I think they do all right with it. It's not terrible. It's not amazing. This was the film that they really tried to push the, the comedy yep. in. Yep. They really did. And for me, it ruined it. it. They really did. It was like, they were like, Marvel comics are funny. So in the movies, they should be funny for the kids. I don't like it. That's why I like the DC movies. What, like the, the DC movies are awesome. Like the first like minute, two minutes, it's like language. You know, they're trying to like build yeah. that thing. Um, I yeah, they they just didn't need right. it. They just didn't need I, it. It's all it was. I don't mind it. I don't think it's the best. But one thing that really was just a drag for me was like Ultron. You know, going up to it. You know, I didn't read the comics. You know, so like, but I did my research on Ultron, and he's supposed to be like this super menacing like being. But yeah, I felt yep. like even he was making the jokes, and he was doing that. And I'm just like, bro, like yep. you're supposed to be this huge threat, and you know they, and you know they bring characters into it yeah. just to be like, never mind, we don't need these characters. Right. It was just the whole thing. I didn't think it was great. It was thick. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have all that. Um, Captain America Civil War. God tier. This movie is awesome. It's basically Avengers 3 <laughs> before Avengers 3. Yeah. You have all the cool characters in it. Black Panther shows up for the first time. Everyone freaks out. 
You have the whole thing of Cap fighting at the end. It's epic as hell. Everyone's serious. They were like, we don't need jokes no more. Here we go. This is serious time. I like it. Yeah, I have no complaints about it. I might move down Avengers just because I thought that was great. Uh, Captain Marvel. All right. This one's tricky. A lot of people love it. And honestly, I'm going to put it in Marvelous. The only thing I didn't like about it, um, for me at least, was it wasn't like the the plot. Like the plot was fine. I just didn't like the way they settle everything. Oh my God. You know, these guys are the bad guys. They're such the bad guys. They're chasing them the entire movie. And then the bad guys are like, hey, guess what? Ooh, you don't even know the truth. And then when she finds out who the real bad guys are, it's like, done. Easy. Game over. She wins. It's just too quick at the end. Like, I feel like they turned it around. Like, I wanted, like, a boss or something. Right. Like, I just felt... I I love Brie Larson. Great actress. And as Carol Danvers, awesome. I just Mm. felt like there was just something missing in it. I felt like it kind of, like, dragged on a little bit, too. Um, And I agree with you. I just felt like, oh, said person's a villain. Boom, boom, boom. Done. I'm like, really? Don't yeah. Me- and don't get me yeah. wrong. I, If I had to put it anywhere, it'd be the movie that is like completely like one step below. Like, perfect. Yeah. It really is. Just for me personally, right. I didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as I got for these other films. Fair. Yeah. That's just, that's all it is. It's not like it's bad at all. Like, I honestly think it's one of the best films Marvel ever made. Just not as good, in my opinion, as some of these other ones. I like to watch the other ones yeah. more. Um, Thor Ragnarok, I'm going to say is like the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool film. Um, I think it's one of the best ones they ever made. They make it kind of buddy copy, which is a little iffy. Like Hulk talks a lot more in this and everything. And everyone's like, oh, go, you got to go through like Satan's asshole and all this other stuff. You know, okay, whatever. <laughs> It didn't really need to happen. You know, Thor's like, I'm the god of hammers. And that's like, I never made you the god of hammers. Yeah, it, it's good. It's not the best in my opinion. It's good. Probably barely below Captain Marvel right. and barely below God tier. Okay, so here's what we got. Oh boy. First of all, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I love Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I think it's really mm-hmm. good. I don't have the heart to put it up at the top. Oh. I don't. Really? I don't. And I'm going to take Avengers down and put it like here. I just don't. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is so cool. I don't know if I really prefer it more. Honestly, for me personally, I probably prefer it more than Marvel and Thor Ragnarok. Like if I really had to decide. Um, Should it be at the top? Maybe. Maybe. I just think it's one of those films, like, I loved it. I loved all the characters in it. I loved the way they come together. I love how they fight. I love the music and everything. It was just one of those things I told you at the end. They finally get to Ronin. You know, he gets (laughs) down. Everything's lost. Are we going to have a big, like, super battle having five against one and they just barely win? No, we do a dance (laughs) battle and then they grab a rock. I don't... It honestly makes me question but, it. But again, I have really like weird skepticism about movies. So it's just I how think it is. Kinda like, it's a movie that kind of like subdues your uh, uh, expectations, especially like the end. Yeah. It's kind of like Peter Quill. You know, he loves music. You know, he's not real like, you know, 
it would be cool to see like five on one, you know, like you said, but I think it, it was exactly. kind of fitting, exactly. but like also in that battle, it's kind of like, okay, they're, you, you're, they're united, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a good setup. Like it's a, such a good film. The music is spectacular. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, again, good film. Here's the problem. So now we're down to Endgame and oh, oh man, just just the the last yeah. two. We're down to the last two, and it's hard to even look at these pictures right here <laughs> and have to choose which which is going to be which. Honestly, I feel like they have to go together. Yeah. It's like the Deathly Hollows Part One and Two. You can have the first one, but it doesn't really make it great until the second one's there. But the second one without the first one starting everything, right. there's no point. Like if you watch just Endgame. You're going to be like, I, whatever, I don't right. get it. What's mm-hmm. going on? You don't get the heartbreak that you had to watch these characters fade yeah. away. And then you go, now you have to wait like two years. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like, you, you, it's like, you know how you said that Captain America Civil War should be. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it should be. It's mm. just, it's like a more fun movie. All the characters are at their best and you see them get beat, which is like amazing. Cause you're like, how are they ever going to lose? I love mm-hmm. that. Endgame, I think is honestly an okay film until you get to literally like the last, I'm going to say like 45 minutes and then it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. if I want to do it, Infinity War, up at the top, Endgame, right below it. But other than that, that's going to be my tier list. That's how it's got to be, and that's what we're going to call it. And I didn't mean to, like, cut you off there while you were, like, going through your stuff. I just felt like, you know, like you mentioned with Captain America Civil War, you know, it should have been Avengers 3. I really felt like Avengers Infinity War should have been called Thanos. <laughs> because it was just basically, like, Thanos and, like... Yeah, like it's it's all about yeah, him. and it's it's the perfect pairing. But I, I agree, I, I agree exactly. So I think that's what we're gonna call it. Those are gonna be my tears. We're gonna call this. We're gonna call this teardrops. This this new <laughs> the new name of this teardrops. We're gonna call it that, and uh, we'll do more tier lists. And uh, you know, if we get a good audience, we can get suggestions. And we'll uh, we'll start really building it up. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll call it there. I think that's a good, uh, successful episode for the first time. Love awesome. It. So we'll have to see. I'm gonna have more tears coming up for you. It's gonna be amazing. And be on the lookout. We're gonna drop the next teardrop coming out soon. We're back, Stephen. We're here. Round two. We made it, buddy. Episode two of Teardrops. It's here. We finally made it. I'm your host, Mitchell. And with me, I got my buddy again, Steven. You're back with me. We're here. Ahoy. I'm so excited. And you know what? It's going to be episode two of season one. We've decided. (laughs) Season one, episode two. We're moving across the biggest topic we can find. We're moving across the entire Disney expansion. That's a lot. 
Yeah. So we can do this. Easy, easily. So we started with Marvel, and now we're moving on to the next biggest and best film franchise they have. The Star Wars film franchise. Oh. Oh, yeah. Here it is. The best. We're going to do the movies. I'm not even going to count the shows, because as much as I would love the shows, they're a totally different topic, and it's hard to bring it in over to watching a film. Mm-hmm. You have all those seasons and everything, and some episodes are good, and some are really bad. And the movies, you just got the movie. That's it. Yep. So I'm so excited. So we're going to start using a very standard tier setting. We have S tier for the best films. Um, these films are going to, you know, set the pace. They're really going to be like when you want to watch Star Wars, this is the film you go to. Yep. You know, we got A for it's pretty good, B for like it's generally fine, C for crappy. And D for my favorite, the dog water film. <laughs> Absolute terrible films. And you know what? We very well could go uh, from the first film all the way down to the end. But I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Mix up just a bit, okay? Okay. okay. So we're going to just start picking. I hope you're excited. And we're going to start off with the OG, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Okay. The first movie that started it off. Now, here's my thing about this film. Mm-hmm. When it came out, for its time, this film was revolutionary. Absolutely. For sure. The problem with it is as Star Wars has progressed, so too has made the films worse, in my opinion. Okay. I think episode four is a lot of talking. Yes. And remember... Yeah. That the biggest thing about Star Wars are the lightsaber fights. Mm-hmm. And during this time, they couldn't even hold a lightsaber fight because technology wasn't invented enough for them to really show it. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing. Uh, I recently watched episode four. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I liked it, but it was so slow. It it's, paced so slow. It's very to slow. Action. Like, the second half is so much better. You have to go through so much dialogue and exposition. And- yep. And I think that's the problem with, you know, George Lucas did this brilliant idea of let's start halfway through the story and we're going to start telling the story. And I think the hard part is if you start halfway, you have to explain to everybody where you're at and why you're there Mm. and who all these characters are. So I think I think four is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think it's, you know, better than like an average movie. I just don't think that it's the best. I don't even think it's even the second best film. You know, I I think it's probably going to go in a baseline for me. It's in the B tier. I agree. Right in the middle. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's right in the middle. If you want to start a Star Wars, you can start here. You know, get the original feel that everyone else got. Or you can watch it in order and just come to this film. And either way, you'll probably still get the same experience. Yeah. Some things will make more sense since you've watched the previous three. But exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Yes. And I think it's very tough to go to these new, or like the original films after the prequels came out. Because the prequels have all these cool tricks and, you know, nice CGI and all this great stuff in it. Right. And then you have to come down and watch a film that was made in 1977, I believe. Yeah, around that. And um, it's just not the same. It really isn't. I also, (laughs) I love watching like the remasters of like the original trilogy. And they have, like, the CGI in there. It's just so awkward looking. Yeah. Yeah, it really... I think it kind of helps it out, but it's not... It's just not the same. 
exactly. not the same. Mm-hmm. So let's do one of the prequels. And I'm okay. going to tackle, I think, in my opinion, to be, in my own opinion, probably the worst one of the prequels. And that's okay. episode two. Yep. Attack of the Clones. This film, I don't know where they were going with it. They tried to do the whole thing of, like, they show Anakin, and he gets, like, kind of evil, but then also just makes a lot of dumb mistakes. It was really, like, long and, like, drawn out for what they wanted to do. Yeah. And it left a lot more questions than it gave answers to. And the thing is, for me, two things, actually. All you have to say is to me is, I hate sand. Yeah. That whole thing just, like, drove it out for me. Exactly. But as and- a kid, like, I remember seeing the trailer and, like, okay, Star Wars. And then th- at the end, they would show Yoda. Like, oh, my gosh, like, Yoda's fighting. Mm-hmm. If they felt like they are leading up to that being the big climax, bro, like, they, it, it exactly. didn't save the film. It didn't save the film. Exactly. It was cool. The, but- the best lightsaber fight was watching a bunch of Jedi all jump out to fight together and then seeing, right. like, 15 of them just get shot. Yep. And then that was it. Like, the Jedi, like, they're supposed to be these really legendary warriors, and then they just got overwhelmed easily. Almost like they didn't really plan what the battle was going to be. Their plan was like, <laughs> we'll just jump in. We're Jedi. I don't care. <laughs> right. It just didn't work, you know? Like, it right. wasn't It wasn't great. And the prequels are known for their memes. And yeah. honestly, this isn't even the best film as far as memes are concerned. So you don't even win in that department. I think, you know, you have the whole thing. Anakin seems a little, like, touchy when it comes to Padme. He's like, I really like you. And she's like, no, thank you. And he's like, but I really like you. Very cringy. It is. It is. And it kills me. It kills me that Hayden Christensen never won an award for these films. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) honestly, he is a face of a generation. He's like, when I think Anakin, boom, there he is. And this is his first time doing it. I wish I could say I really like this one. Honestly, it's going to go into crappy for me right now. I don't even think it's dog water because I can still watch it. It has some redeeming qualities. There are some cool characters in it. Django Fett's in it. Mace Windu. Uh, Mace Windu shows up. You know, you have that. Every, all those different Jedi show up at the end. The clones show up. Everything's really cool with that battle. But besides that last, like, 25 minutes, the movie's just eh. I have one more thing to add on to why, like, the, the mini plus size of this. Yes. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's hair, man. That whole uh, mullet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Ewan McGregor and that hair. Oh, yeah. my God. Did I ever tell you I'm related to Ewan McGregor? Are you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's something along the lines of, like, my great, 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 great grandmother or something like that was like sisters with his great 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 grandmother so something much. like that yeah like way like th- not related enough that we you could say we're family but there is a connection you're telling me after six years of knowing you, coming up to seven yes yes you never told me this i feel kind of betrayed <laughs> oh i'm sure i brought it up hundreds of times <laughs> gotcha. it's my favorite guy mm, man that's cool we, though it is cool. You know what? Let's keep going. Yep. Let's bring up... Uh, let's do episode seven. Okay. Episode seven. So we have... We have our prequel film in here already. And we have the main... You know, the main Rich. story film. We have episode four in there. Yep. And now we need to go to the sequel films. Mm-hmm. And episode seven is something else. 
I'm Too not tight. really sure how to really classify it. It was just episode four once again, but on a bigger scale. And less dialogue. Yes. Yes. I think they wanted to do the fun part of the prequels with the action, mm-hmm. but the good story writing of the main trilogy. And they combined it together, but what you got was just a flashier episode four with right. worse lightsaber battles than the prequels. Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I know like a lot of people um, were like, oh my gosh, like this is terrible because it's just like episode four. Like, yes, but it's like a remastered version of episode four. Um, I really enjoyed like the introduction of Ray, Kylo Ren, yeah. Poe, even Finn. Plus BB-8, or as my sister likes to call him, Baby-8. Yeah, but, of course, <laughs> of course. But I, I enjoyed it, and you know Han Solo, Chewie, the Falcon. It's just something like as soon as like they come onto the Falcon, I just get goosebumps. It's just so good, and the music. I mean, come on. Now. You're right, but you know what? That really hits in something that we like to call the nostalgia factor. Very and true. And basically, if we didn't have the other Star Wars films, if this was the first film and it was just called Star Wars, and this was it, it'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be it. You wouldn't people wouldn't love it as much in my opinion i think it's a good film mm-hmm. and honestly as far as the sequel trilogy goes it's really good yeah like even though we knew what was going to happen uh-oh there's a super weapon that can destroy planets we need to do a bombing run to go blow it up right you might be a jedi let me train you kind of <laughs> like yeah. even though everything down to like the little bits of it was just a copy of four honestly I like it better than four. Hmm. So I'm going to put it in the A tier. I would much rather watch episode seven than episode four. I will say after seeing like episode seven, sometimes I, uh, whenever I'm wearing a hoodie, you know how Luke just like puts down his hood at the end of the film. I try yeah. to do that. Not the same effect, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love <it>. I love <laughs> exactly. Yep. That ending was, was superb. Love it. Absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. So let's keep going. Um, next we're going to do one of the films that doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. That's right. We're going to do Solo. The Han Solo film. Now listen. I want to give this an S so bad when I first saw that they are going to do a Han Solo film. Donald Glover's going to be in it. You know, it's how he met Chewie and everything. And I got to tell you, I rewatched the film not too long ago. And I remember when I first went to the movies and I saw it and I came out of the movies like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it, it was okay, you know? And then I rewatched it and I thought, oh, okay, this does have some redeeming qualities. But in the end, it's a Star Wars film without lightsabers. And that's what I came to see. Mm-hmm. Even though you have Paul Bettany, that's right, Vision from the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And we have Darth Maul showing back up. Woo! And everyone gets freaked out. The problem was, after it was just so bad, though, they're never going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Ever. We're never going to see Darth Maul in a live-action film with his robot legs being played by Ray Park, you know, doing all of the cool flips and everything. And then even getting his voice actor, who uh, was in the uh, video game yeah, where yeah. he plays the, uh, the apprentice. Oh, the Force it? Unleashed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that game. And so, like, it makes me. Solo has a lot of characters in it that make me want to love this film. Yeah. But I just, 
don't. I I've only seen it once. I really didn't like it like the first half. I thought it was just oh, okay, yeah, we get it. But yeah, the second yeah, half, yeah. it really picked up. I'm like, ooh, okay. And then Darth Maul showed up. I was like, ooh. You're right. But it, that's one of the things that exactly. when directors have to put in that thing to make the viewers go, yeah, we get it. Right. And then they keep going with that. We don't want those moments anymore. No. no. And if this was made in like the 70s or the 80s, I would understand it. I'd be like, okay, I kind of get it. But this was made recently. So this was just a, an attempt to cash in on something that they knew people would see because it had the Star Wars line. They had to choose a character. Why not go with Han Solo? I mean, mm-hmm. they did everything you knew they were going to do. They showed how he got his vest, how he got his blaster, you know, how him and Chewbacca became friends and he starts calling him Chewie, how the he gets the Millennium Falcon. Like, they covered all the basics but everyone knew they were going to cover all the best basics. It wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a little trouble. Where, what tier should we put this in? I honestly, personally, I feel like it belongs in B. Not the best, mm. but also had some good stuff, some redeeming quality, especially near the end. Like, if you want to see, like, how Han Solo became Han Solo, then yeah, check it out. But don't expect it to be, like, amazing. You know, don't exactly. get your life yeah exactly i could honestly put it a tier lower just because of rewatch value i don't really have that much rewatch value in it at all and so like i think it goes right about there i think you're right all right so let's head back up to the glorious the glorious episodes um and we are going to go over to let's see where is my favorite one here it is episode six Mm. Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Now, what can you say about this? Like, first of all, Episode 5 takes everything that 4 had to do and kicked it up a notch. That's just that. Episode 6, in my opinion, goes even further. Okay. I love the fact of it. There's so many things that, like, when you go back into it, you become a Star Wars fan and you go back into this film and watch it. There's so many little things that you catch that then you go, oh my god, I didn't notice that before. For example, in the beginning, Luke shows up and does force choke on a Gamorrean guard. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, why does Luke know force choke? Like, he shouldn't. You know, he's a Jedi. You know, Sith know the choke, but the Jedi mm-hmm. don't really use it at all. Yeah. And he's in all black. Right. Which was seen to be more of like a Sith type of, you know, training guard. Yeah. That was being used. Yeah. So really shows Luke kind of like on a dark path but he wasn't he wasn't he was the savior mm-hmm. so I really like I didn't even notice that until probably like my seventh eighth time watching the film and this is a film I grew up on like I watched it a lot so at least for me like that one's gotta be up there gotta be up there at the top what, what's your hot take on episode six um it's tough uh, I do like the film but I feel like Something was missing. Um, of course, you know, you have the great final battle with uh, Vader and Luke. Yep. Uh, I, I just felt like, you know how in episode four and five, Vader is like this like evil presence and like unstoppable like yeah. force. I feel like they just really weakened him and softened him a little bit. They, they toned like, him down a bit. And But I feel like for that reason, it's because like the end. 
you know, what would happen in the end. He seems softer in knowing that Luke is his son and yeah. that he's alive, that he's there. He's but, trained to become a Jedi just like he was. Right. And, but that's also what I like about the film, especially in that scene where they're in that little, uh, that little walkway at uh, the Ewok. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, like, I see you constructed a new lightsaber. And you kind of see that, like, connection, like a father son connection. I want, I want to like it more, but yeah. I, me personally, I don't think it's like up there. It definitely uh, improved on what Empire lacked, but I don't think it's like up there. I would put it along the lines of like The Force Awakens, in my opinion. But here's the, here's the real question: Which Anakin do you like to see at the end of Episode Six, the original or the prequel version? Are you saying like from like where he was like Obi Wan's Padawan to where he is now? No, like as the Force Ghost at the end. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. When they remastered uh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> With the Hayden Christensen. Yes. Um, I mean, now it makes more sense to see Hayden Christensen because like now like all the films are like tied together. And you know that was like the last time Anakin was Anakin because after yeah. that he says Darth Vader killed Anakin. Yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of presence and there's a lot of stuff that you could read into, just like how you were saying. If Vader, you know, seems soft, it very well could be the fact that he knows that he has a son and he knows that he has a daughter and he knows that they they remind him of Padme and yeah. they remind him of when he was a Jedi and his other beliefs and he doesn't want to hurt them. Right. However, none of that is specifically said anywhere. So that's really just me having to insinuate based off of a mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. And yeah. we could ask George. And George Lucas could very well could say like, oh yeah, for sure, that's exactly what it is. But that might just be because that's what I insinuated. Right, right. It was very well just like, oh, Vader had a son, and now he's like, oh, well, we could kill the Emperor, but that's how the Sith are. They betray each other to get more power. Exactly, yep. So, I agree with you. I'm, I say we put it at uh, A tier. It's a really good film. Not the best, not the worst. Better than the average, though. Better than yep. the average. Fun to watch. Yes. The next film that we have is going to be episode one, the first <laughs> film. And this film is seen by so many as one of the worst Star Wars films of all time. And I got to tell you, Steven, I am on the opposite end of that. That's my hot take. Really? I love episode one. First of all, it has all the cool action packed scenes in it. You get to see multiple lightsaber fights throughout the thing. The ending lightsaber fight's amazing. The pod race scene is amazing. You get to meet the characters before they become like really big. Mm -hmm. Yes. We don't like Jar Jar. I understand. <laughs> no one likes Jar Jar. But Darth the problem, Jar Jar. <laughs> you know what it is though. That, that's the problem. <laughs> people don't like Jar Jar because of the way the like film progressed. Like if he was only in episode one, he would just be like that annoying character, and that was it. Yeah. But now people hate him because he gave the emergency powers to the Chancellor. But that's not like Jar Jar's fault. That's the writing for the film. You know, whatever. Like George Lucas, if that was him writing it, was like and. Who needs to give the powers? Jar Jar, he could be a senator. Sure, why not? Here we go. <laughs> and just, like, gives it in. And honestly, I didn't think they needed him, but they needed to have the reason for, like, the character to then meet the Gungans. Again, the writing is not necessarily the best writing all time. But mm -hmm. honestly, I'd much rather watch episode one than episode four anytime. Okay. Anytime. It is so cool. The big thing for me, mm -hmm. two big things. Of course. Liam Nielsen. Mm -hmm. 
and Darth Maul. Yes. Like, if you think about lightsaber duels, the yeah. final battle with young Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul, and one of, if not the best Star Wars music, battle music, like, exactly. Is. So hey. that's what you want from a Star Wars lightsaber duel. It's incredible. Yes. So good. Exactly. And you know what? I think this kind of also said, like, Liam Neeson before, like, really before Star Wars, he wasn't even, like, that huge of an action star right. at all. And I think, like, he did, like, little things, and it wasn't until Taken that he got, like, big again. Now he only does action films. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so good to, like, really, like, wind it back and take a look at him. He plays a Jedi perfectly. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Perfectly. I loved it. And just, I think the biggest fault of this film which is what it is with everyone, is the metachlorians thing. You have something in your blood <laughs> yeah. that gives you stronger powers to the Force, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Was it needed? No. However, I don't see it as like a end-all, you know, type of problem in the right. Star Wars franchise. Like, yes, you can say that Anakin had more metachlorians than Yoda. But at the end of the day, Yoda is like, you know, stopping things that are being thrown at him and flipping yeah. around, but Vader's force powers were known to be, like, extreme. Yeah. And he was just the tip of the iceberg. He wasn't even, you know, the strongest Jedi in, you know, Star Wars history. Right, right, right. So, I don't necessarily see that big of a problem with it. I think, again, the writing was kind of weird. You know, his mom just got pregnant out of nowhere. There was no dad, and then Anakin shows up, and Anakin now is, like, super strong and can win a pod race. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It, it happens. A nine-year-old flies into a base full of a bunch of, like, mechanicized, like, that was so hunter ridiculous. robots that they're <laughs> basically programmed to kill and not stop killing. And then also, he blows this, it up and somehow escapes. This dude, like, flies into space and destroys, like, everything. It, like, this kid. It's terrible. So ridiculous. It, the writing. The writing for the film was not good. Right. But the action. Yeah. And the CGI for it made up for it. That's just what it was. That's just how it is, in my opinion. I think the movie is good. I think it is a good film. That's what I want my Star Wars films to be. And at the end of the day, I would much rather watch Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon deflecting their shots as fast and, like, tactical and precision, you know, Mm -hmm. like, all that stuff, than watching, like, episode seven to just watch Rey just swing around a baseball bat, basically. And that was it. When did this film come out? Like, late 90s? Um, it's either very late nineties or like two thousand like one okay. or two thousand. Gotcha. I feel like this kind of falls into like the solo and episode four uh level because like the first half is like, oh okay, yeah, we get it. I understand. And plus the Metachlorians and our friend Jar Jar. But the second half just blows it away. I think it makes up for it. So I would exactly. say B, but what do you think, man? Well, first I looked it up, and you were right. 1999. Hmm. 1999 is the uh, the release date, and I think it's good. Honestly, uh, as much as I would love, I'd love to put it into the S tier just to mess with everyone. It's not an S tier. I don't even think it's an A tier. Uh, I'm going to put it in B tier. Okay. I think it's better than Episode 2. I don't think it's necessarily better than the other ones. It's just a, re- it's a fun ride is what yeah. it is. It's a <laughs> fun agree. ride. Yeah. But the annoying parts outweigh the fun part. That's just what it is. Yeah. All right, let's head back over to the sequel series. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we're going to go down the line in the sequel series, of course. So okay. we have now, we have episode eight. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know about you, but episode eight was one of those films where I had such high hopes for, and half the film, half of like exactly like if you split down all the things that happen in the film, yeah, half of it, in my opinion, are super good, and the other half are straight dog water. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. Yeah. So we have this big plot in the film that the rebels are trying to escape an imperial like convoy in space. And just because of the way they're flying, they're just outside the range of like the, you know, the empire of the first order. Yeah. And it's just like a waiting game. Oh, we need to get more fuel. Okay. Uh, it's been 27 hours. We only have, we only have 18 hours. And then next time you see them, we only have 16 hours. It was so boring. It was so boring to me. Man. We have the whole thing where the the people have to go down to try to like find the hacker, whatever it was, and they right. then have to release the animals because the animals are being, you know, like treated unfairly. Yeah, that's boring. I don't care what you say, it's boring. Finn has this real forced relationship with Rose for whatever reason. Yeah. He's super obsessed with Ray in the first one. And then the second one, Rose is like, hey, Finn, you're a hero. I love you. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, it just, it felt weird. Now we have that. Let's go over to the good parts of the film. Yep. Okay, so Ray starts training. Awesome. We start finding out more about Kylo Ren. Awesome. We start finding out more about Ray's parents, but they leave us in suspense. Who's Ray's parents? We don't know. Does it seem like it's Han and Leia? Yes, it does. However, there's no way she's Han and Leia's kid and also having basically like sex dreams about Kylo. That's like, not happening. Or like Obi-Wan's kid, you know, like Ob somehow. Anything, know. anything. Yeah. But they didn't explain it well. And then you get to the whole point, you know, she's really learning how to fight. And they don't have a good lightsaber fight. Mm. And it takes all the way to the end. She ends up meeting with Snoke. And you go, who is Snoke? And there's all these different things about who he was. I remember there's this big theory that it was Mace Windu. Because at the end of episode <laughs> three, Mace Windu gets thrown out a window, not killed. Right. And then this guy, you know, he, he's deformed because of it could be because of lightning. Mm -hmm. And he's bald, like Mace Windu. And he taught Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren, you know, uses the dark side and uses a big, like, one-handed, like, Claymore style, which yeah. is very similar to the same type of style that Mace Windu used. It's common knowledge in the Star Wars fandom that Mace Windu used a style of lightsaber fighting that was in between Jedi and Sith. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be that far of a stretch. And then they just, they just have that fight. They, they kill him, they get rid of Snoke. Oh, well, never mind. There goes the big leader. We don't care anymore. And Kylo and Rey have this really cool action-packed super fight. And then that's it. That, that was basically, that was that. Rey's back to being good. Kylo's back to being evil. Everything they shared, who cares anymore? It was like they broke up and they were like, we hate each other now. And that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. so again, I like you, like you said, I have mixed feelings about this film. Mm -hmm. um, couple things. Um you know, uh, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. You know, she's always Princess Leia. I thought I didn't know what they're going to do with Carrie Fisher's character, uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but the whole scene where they blow up her ship. Yeah. You see, like 
uses the force to go back in. I thought that was kind of like one freaky because it's just kind of like uh, anyway. Um, but I was like, okay, so how are you gonna continue this in respect exactly. for, in respect for Carrie? Um, but it was cool seeing her use the force. Um, this... You're right, but you know what? At the end of it, they did the same thing. They they have Leia live. Yeah. But Carrie Fisher was dead at this point. Right. Yeah. And then they have Luke dead, but Mark Hamill was still alive. Yeah. And that, that's a good point. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit. But the big thing, I was so like, do you remember in episode seven where whenever uh, Kylo and what's his name, the general, Hux? Is it the red? Yeah. Yeah. When they went to like uh, Snoke's like chamber and he was like huge, that, like the hologram. And the music and his voice, like the or Andy Circus, like his voice, it made him seem like yeah. he was the big threat of the entire like sequel trilogy. Exactly. But then, like, whoops, here we go. Plot yeah. twist, dead. Killed, dead. That's it. And I was really let down with that because I thought they were going to expand on him more. Maybe, like, he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my butt. Like, you know, yep. Sidious cousin, long cousin, lost cousin, whatever. Something. Yeah. But with that being said, I seriously think that out of all the Star Wars films, this is the most cinematically beautiful entry in the series. For me, like as we see like in the poster, like what what's the uh, what's the name of that the the end planet where it's like uh, salt, like the uh, the grounds covered salt, but like it's like red. That's so cool. Like I love that. And yeah, a lot of people might not agree with this, um, but that's okay. I really did enjoy the last, like, you know, duel with Kylo and Luke. I thought that was really neat. Um, you're right. I mean, it's, like, 12 seconds long. But, like, you're, you're right. Like, it is it is cool. Mm-hmm. I just think, as far as, if you put in the factors, story, yeah. you know, you have to sit through all that. You have to sit through all the parts you don't want to watch. Yeah. You get a look at this villain who you're being expecting, and they just get rid of it like that. Mm-hmm. And when you take the three good parts of the film that you really loved is that enough to really justify that this film is good and like you said i think it was it was you i think or someone else it's like star wars the great uh gas chase <laughs> it's just yeah like, we gotta we gotta get like gas you yeah know? we have to get gas <laughs> and so here's yeah. here's my opinion my opinion is this belongs in c the c tier i do yeah. not think it's better than episode one solo or episode four i think right. it's around the same of episode two if it's on and I want to watch Star Wars, sure. But if you said, hey, Mitchell, I want to watch a Star Wars film. And I said, okay, which one? And you said something from the sequel series. First of all, I would never pick this one first, like at all. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even choose it out of all the sequel series. I wouldn't choose it first. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's just where it belongs. That's just how it broke down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rogue One. And I know we're, we're, getting, we're getting closer to the end of it. And I... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to take too, too much time, but Rogue One, I thought, was a pretty great, pretty great movie. For the first standoff and everything, it did a really good job. It told other characters. It actually made the movie exciting, even without lightsabers. Like, I wasn't bored waiting for it. I actually enjoyed what was happening. You know, they have the witty humor, and that was the problem, was the witty humor in this was around the same time that we talked about, like, in Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, oh, they need to like put in jokes to make it funny. 
the same type of like studio can hear they put in like random jokes that they didn't necessarily need like k2so throws in jokes here and there because he's a robot and he yeah. shouldn't have <laughs> yeah. feelings but he has feelings right um i think Rogue one is like a good a really good film uh i think it's fun to watch and i don't really have too many problems with it I'm, story-wise i think it's pretty solid it has a good cast yeah like i think it's it, because it's so glanced over, like, in episode four, it's like, oh, uh, a group of rebels, you know, distributed the plans to the Death Star. If you, want, if you want to learn more about that, which this movie is about, then definitely watch it. When I first saw it, to be honest, I did not like it. I really didn't. Because I I really wanted more, like, so what's the deal with this character? What, what yeah. What's more about him? You know, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of moments where I'm just like, okay, cool, but, like what's your story so exactly. that's my big thing but the whole last sequence when they're on that planet and plus darth vader at the end that is like yes that that symbolizes darth vader so much just like the music that's when and they showed the cgi carrie fisher for the first time <laughs> yeah, after her not, death that's not well, everything it was just i think the movie was pretty good yeah. i really do yeah that's my only gripe just like so what about character development but everything else i love Yes, and that was the one thing of like we <laughs> character development's important, but then all the characters die, so it just didn't really <laughs> matter at the end. Yeah, no. But you kind of knew going into it because in the beginning of episode four, they say like a lot of like people died to get this thing, so you just had to assume. Yeah. Honestly, I like it. I'm gonna put it in A tier. Okay. I think it's a good film to watch. As far as the standalone films, that one goes there. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yep. Okay. We're coming down to the ends of it, Stephen. Coming down to the ends. This is tough. Episode five. Okay, here I want you to go first on this one. I want you to go first on episode five. If you know how there's always a, like a rep where it's just like you know the the second film should always be one step ahead of the first to make it better. Yeah, this right here identified what a sequel should be. Mm. Mm. And let's not forget the ultimate plot twist in cinema history yes i am your father bro like <laughs> that's like that's the top also that it, whole even that the whole battle with like Luke and, and uh vader like it's still good and you could just see the emotion, exactly the acting and the emotion in that and also Lando, exactly my boy exactly Lando. so this in my opinion, this is my favorite Star Wars film of all time. Get that bitch up there. I'm happy you said that. That's exactly what I was going to say. This film took episode four and threw it on the floor and said, we don't need you. This is what Star Wars should be. <laughs> the lightsaber fights were actually good. Mm-hmm. They did it well. Vader looks so strong yep. in it. You know, he's actually moving around. He's not just moving his like little arms. He's swinging <laughs> it and everything. He's using the force to fight as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have that whole... Uh, prospects you get to see lando you get to see the hoff battle and everything oh my god luke's using a lightsaber he's actually looking more and more like a jedi you get the whole stuff with yoda yeah learn to use the force do or do not there is no try this movie set the precedent for every other star wars film ever and for me like i'm a music teacher and for me music is like the big thing i love Mm. like like the music in like any film i feel like that's what sets the tone this yes. is one of the most memorable soundtracks of all time. And also with that battle with uh, Vader and Luke, not to go back to that again. Yeah. But if you note, I, maybe I'm wrong. I have to rewatch it. But for me, 
based off memory, it had like no music. So it kind of, you kind of just, you're glued to the screen, like, oh my gosh, like Luke, he's not ready to fight Vader. And it's kind of like, it intensifies it and it makes yes. the battle even better. But yeah, oh my gosh. It is great. Yep. It is great. Mm -hmm. All right, we got to keep going, yep. unfortunately. But here we are, episode three. The ultimate meme movie. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate movie. Oh, man. I don't even know. Anna, first of all, Anakin's character development was very basic, yeah. but it was so great to watch. Mm -hmm. It really was. And just watching this film, like the plot of this film, stupid, right? They basically said in this film, they said, okay, we have like three things we have to do. Number one, Anakin's got to turn to Darth Vader. That's, that's like the number one thing we have to do. Number two, we need to show the collapse of the Republic. Everyone said, okay, we got that. Number three, I want, like, goofy lightsaber battles. <laughs> Please. You start with a big lightsaber battle, you end with a big lightsaber battle. Yeah. I think episode three is one of, honestly, Steven, I can't even make this up. It's one of my favorite movies to watch, period. Not just Star Wars, yeah. like, period. Mm -hmm. It is such a good film, in my opinion. Not, But not for, like, the right reasons at all right the film is just joke like it's funny to watch it doesn't make sense for a lot of things anakin has a temper tantrum because he doesn't make the you know the rank of master <laughs> yeah and then they go okay we just want you to randomly spy on the leader just in case he ever decides to betray us now he does to do it anakin goes and sits down with palpatine and first of all his name is sheev his first name i don't know if you knew that yeah yeah sheev palpatine mm -hmm. Sheev, my boy Sheev, just sits down next to Anakin and goes, hey, Anakin, have, do you ever have dreams of people dying? And Anakin's like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to become evil and learn those things of how to save them? Yeah, let's do it. Easy. Yeah. I, I wish I could put this. I want to put it here. Okay. I want to put it in A. I honestly okay. think three is better than one. Definitely better than two. I like three better than eight. I like it better than these other films. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's better than episode seven or episode six. Like it would definitely be like the bottom of A. Yeah. But still A. Um, when you said like goofy lightsaber battles, the first thought that came to my head was the, the Mace Window and, and Jedi versus Sheev with the whole like, argh, like tornado like thing. It's just mm -hmm. like the <laughs> was... every. Everything was in there. They had the whole kill him type of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mace Windu does this thing where he like spins around and throws his arm out whenever he like does yeah. a slash. <laughs> yeah. Like, come get me, bro. Like, yeah. I'm not even kidding. It was very goofy. They made it over the top. But the lightsaber fight at the end, the choreography for it was perfect. Yes. And it really did a disservice that the next three films that came out that featured lightsabers did not have any of that type of action. I honestly feel like ever since episode three, like if we're, if we're talking date order, this one was like in 2003, 2004, no lightsaber yeah. battle has ever come close to that. For me, yeah, it's a, mm, I don't know if I would like, I don't know how I would rank between like the lightsaber duel in episode one to episode three, but there's so much emotional weight to it. Again, the music's awesome, especially at the end. Like this is like one that I'm not afraid to say it. It almost like made me cry with at the end of the yes. duel. Is in the music and like Obi Wan's reaction, and you get to see Darth Vader like how he becomes the it. Vader. It's it good. was just great. Yeah. It was great that ending. Yeah. So that's that's why it's got to go there. Yep. Okay. Episode nine. Oh boy. Oh man. Honestly, episode nine is one of those films that I just can't rewatch anymore. Yep. Um, I really didn't mind it. As far as, like, story goes, 
I like the points in the story better than in episode eight. I just didn't like what they did with it. Yeah. Like it felt like it took forever. Um, you know, Ray has this whole complex of maybe she's going to turn evil, but then that's only there for like a second. Mm -hmm. And they really hyped that up in the trailer. Yeah. You know, the whole revelation of who she is and stuff, and then the name she takes and who her parents are. Yeah. It was just kind of like, they build you up, they build you up, they build you up. And then when they reveal it, it was just subpar. And you're like, oh, okay. I just... Mm. And that's the problem, because if they didn't if they didn't build us up yeah. so far, if they didn't build us up that high, I would not necessarily be, like, that upset about it. But because they built us up for that much and then what they actually did with the film, you know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't there. It wasn't great. Like, I just, I have thoughts. Um, I don't think this is the worst Star Wars film, but it does things just to be like, it makes me stressed, as you can uh, tell. Like, I... I expected much of it because oh, this is the last like episode of the Skywalker saga. Um, I'm yeah. just like, I'm just I'm not gonna talk about it because like you know we're near the end. I'm just gonna blow by some things. One, yeah. why Palpatine? Where was he? Yep. Okay, I thought you were blown up. Uh, yep, dude, yep, yep. The explanation of Snoke. What? Uh, yeah. Three. Um, what was it? The whole build up to Ray being who she is. Um, Oh yeah, that I, I thought the whole delivery. It, it felt like it was trying to be like a whole like, Luke, I'm your father, but I just felt like it went flat. Yes, it um, felt like there were in the writers' room. Some guy said, "How do we explain this?" Yeah. Six people gave different ideas, and they said, "We're doing it all." Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. And that was it. And it just that's just where it is. Um, Again, I like I said, I agree with you. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's going in B for me. Okay. It was a film. I think it did really cool ideas with what was happening, you know. Mm -hmm. But again, it just it just wasn't it wasn't great. It was only but for me it was only because of the build up. Yeah. We had all these are Star Wars films that we went over. Right. Every single one of these films came out before this one. We talked about them. You know, you get to experience the joy, the love of these films, and then they give you that. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it's not bad. It's not bad. It just. It just wasn't where it needed to be. Right. I expect that it to be like uh, A tier, at least A tier. But yes, I just felt like it didn't really stick the landing. But it just didn't do it. Yeah. And you can say all you want about you know Ben Solo and all that stuff. I just <laughs> I don't want to hear it. That's just how it is. But they did have Wait. like the the Jedi, the former Jedi's. Like yeah, for that like was cool. I like that. Half a second. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, the half second doesn't make it a right. movie good. Right. Right. Yeah. We have one more film, Steven. One more film, and then we're finishing our tier list. And this film is Star Wars The Clone Wars film. Okay. So, just just a little little brief intro about it. Yeah. So, they put out this awesome Clone Wars series on Cartoon Network that you and I both watched. Mm -hmm. The episodes were like five to eight minutes long. They were really short. It was really cool animation. It showed you, like basically how episode three would start mm -hmm. that's how it ended you know you get to see what happens to anakin how anakin gets a scar you get to see what happened to grievous why is he coughing the entire time all of that stuff you got to see mm -hmm. and then for whatever reason it basically was wiped off 
and they said never mind we're gonna make a new clone war series and it's gonna be like this animated weird type of style right now i want to say this to all my fans out there who like the clone war series i'm not hating on the clone war series there are some good parts of it there are some bad parts of it the series is something else the movie though the movie is different this movie literally starts off think about it when you come into this film you get to hear the droids talk Hmm. now the most you ever hear the droids talk is like roger roger or (laughs) like you need to go back to reprogramming or like that does not compute or something like that right that's what you need this film had the basically the droids were like hey do you think we're ever gonna get out of this desert i don't know whether droid maybe we'll get out of the <laughs> desert but maybe we won't like they were having like intelligent conversations and it didn't make sense because they're droids they're literally built for the purpose of target fire yeah that was it no one was putting like these brain chips in them right you know the movie itself you get Anakin and Obi-Wan, again, not the original voice cast. You know, everyone wanted it to be the actual uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. It wasn't. Um, I believe the plot of this movie, if I can remember right, the plot of this movie was they had to bring, like, a baby hut back to Jabba <laughs> or something like that. I could be completely wrong. Okay. That shows how much it. I actually, like remember the film from watching it in theaters like i went to go see this film i paid money to see this film and it was that unmemorable that it just goes straight out right out for me Mm. i don't think it was a good film i think the clone wars series makes the you know the entire prospect of clone wars in this form and this style i think the series does it justice they do a great job okay but the movie steven straight up dog water. That's <laughs> where it one. is. That is our dog water film of the episode. Yeah. That is what it is. Every entry's got to have a dog water, you know, type of component. <laughs> and it's yeah. Star Wars The Clone Wars. If you are going to watch these Star Wars films, everyone, now that our tier list is finished, yeah. I'm going to give you our finished tier list. First of all, starting in S tier, we have episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, a superb Star Wars film. It's amazing. In A tier, we have episode seven, uh, episode six, Rogue One, and episode three. So you get basically something. It's basically the best films from, like, or really good films from the original series, the prequels, the sequels, and the standalones. Mm -hmm. In the basic bare bones B tier, we have episode four, Solo, episode one, and episode nine. Good films to watch. Not necessarily the best, not the worst. Eh. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. in the crappy tier, we have episode two and episode eight. Watch at your risk. You know, <laughs> you you might not, you're probably not going to love it. Probably not. I would say almost definitely. And then the dog water films. You can just ignore this episode or the Clone Wars movie. You can ignore it. Just watch the TV series. Yeah. You don't need the movie. Um, real quick, Stephen, right before we end, because we're mm-hmm. coming up on our mark here. Yeah. How would you, if I was new and I never watched the Star Wars series, and you had to list all of these films in order for me to watch. How would you want me to do it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, oh, man, that's tough. Honestly, I would just start from the prequel, original, and uh, sequel. You know, get them all out there. And, like, put in the... I mean, if you wanted to put, like, the uh, the standalones in the correct order, sure. If you want to watch it at, after you watch all the episodes, go for it. But I would say yeah. from... Uh, prequel, uh, original to sequel. Awesome. 
I gotta tell you, I really thought about it, and as I like going down from the top to the bottom. Yeah. My only issue with that mm-hmm. is once you watch episode three and you get to watch episode three in all of its glory of that cool CGI <laughs> and fights and stuff, yeah. and then you come to episode four. <laughs> yeah. You are it's just it takes it drags it just it drags and if you watch three right before four it drags even more it is a lot Mm -hmm. however we got through this tier list buddy i'm glad you were able to be here for it you know we did a pretty good job going through this one and you know we have a few more episodes that will be coming up in this entire season one disney Mm. edition that's that's our first topic that we're hitting up so some more disney related type of tiers that we are going to be hidden. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to shut it down here. And I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and be sure to look out for our next episode.